0: Promotional consideration paid for by the following. StevieRichardsFitness.com It's a brand new year, so make a brand new you by joining the SRF resistance today. Russo'sBrand.com Get the real shoot from the most controversial personality in wrestling, Vince Russo. ProWrestlingTees.com Get the coolest merchandise from your favorite independent pro wrestling talents worldwide. Head over to ProWrestlingTees.com and enjoy your 20% discount for the first five days of the new year. And support indie wrestling today. GetAgerGold.com the online subscription service that delivers gold discreetly to your front door. Grow your gold stash using the affiliate link getacregold.com backslash horseman to start your subscription. Make sure to follow them on Twitter at get underscore acre and tell them the Hami Media Group sent you for an opportunity to win a free gold bar. The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network.
1: It is Wednesday, January 22nd, 2020, and you are tuned into the Hitting the Playoffs here at the HTM Podcast Network online, HittingTheMarks.com, and Hameen Media online, HackerHameen.Podbean.com. This week's show brought to you by Get Acre Gold. Visit them online, GetAcreGold.com, backslash Horseman, and get at them on Twitter at Get underscore Acre for your chance to win a free gold bar. My name is Jargo. I'll be your host for the day. My tag team partner, the man in the slot, he's Big Stevie Cool, Big Stevie Richards. Um, Although I forgot to hit record when we first started recording. So the first like 30 seconds or so of the show after the intro are actually cut off, uh, you'll hear Stevie talking about hurricanes when the show actually starts up uh, because we were talking about uh, different places, different weather. So uh, we'll go ahead and jump into the show and get into some football. Here we go.
2: worry about hurricanes and evacuations as much you have to you have to balance that
1: yeah hurricanes are one of those things though i because i keep trying to talk the wife into moving down to florida right and i keep telling her you know she's like well they have hurricanes i'm like we have tornadoes at least hurricanes you know they're coming
2: that's that's a very very good point and they're they may be a little bit more predictable than a tornado
1: yeah just a little bit i mean sometimes we get a good like you know two minutes notice that is scary. That's scary. 20 degrees down there. Is that like abnormally cold for this time of year?
2: Um, Well, we have the Blue Ridge Mountains. It gets cold and it snows up there. So you kind of get... I can see why people like this area because you kind of get the best of both worlds. You're a long drive from Florida, but you can still drive to Panama City or Jacksonville or St. Augustine Beach, or you can drive an hour and a half or two hours and be up in the Blue Ridge Mountains. So it's kind of been... I can see how it's convenient. Of course, you got to fight all this traffic and the idiot drivers. So, you know, that's probably the main reason. Now, now we're talking to we were initially mountains for a very, very long time. And we're kind of leaning back towards not beach, but Florida style weather like you're talking about. Only because it used to be cheap to live in the mountains. Now it seems to be expensive no matter where you're living. So what's what's the advantage?
1: There's not really. I mean, it it seems like no matter where you go, there's just a different pile of shit that you have to deal with. It was like I I was telling a a friend of mine the other day, it seems like no matter who I talk to, somewhere is always better than where they are.
2: Yeah, grass is always greener. The evil financial genius in me is just waiting for the bubble to burst. I'm just sitting back, sitting back with the cash stash saying I'm going to wait to buy
1: that house. It's just a matter of time. And people, they,
2: and people don't people are surprised when it comes.
1: Yeah, every time, every time.
2: Uh, they can't be more surprised than the Patriots not being in the Super Bowl. So that's a good
1: segue. <laughs> How's that? There you go. Well, we're, we're kind of going to go to the opposite end of the league to start things off because we're going to start off with the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals. Nobody wants to move to Cincinnati, but, you know, some poor sap is going to get drafted there, number one. Bengals brass are refuting a ESPN report saying that they do not intend to deal the top pick. As uh, Their director of player personnel, Duke Tobin, was on the record as saying, I don't know as though any decision has been made for what we're going to do in April. Stevie, is there any chance... That Cincinnati just trades out of this pick, or is it just a lock that they're gonna take Joe Burrow number one overall?
2: It it sounds to me by the name of the guy that Duke Tobin should be the quarterback. He sounds like a he sounds like a pretty badass guy. Like that's go. a that's a that's a Midwest type of country fed name.
1: Yeah, it's like the most Midwestern name ever. Duke Tobin. Yeah. He
2: should be. He should
1: be running a college
2: organization. That's what it sounds like.
1: Well, he hey. is running the Bengals. That's basically a college organization.
2: I I hear that. I listen to the Pat McAfee show all the time, and I guess it's notorious that the Bengals' training facility, their infrastructure, even their food, is like the worst in the NFL. Like nothing has changed since Carson Palmer. So they are notoriously the most frugal team uh, in the league so i don't know what you're going to do as far as trying to build you know kind of an identity around joe burrow outside of the fact that he's an ohio guy right
1: right But he doesn't like Cincinnati Chili. There was a whole controversy about this that you can hear about on HTM Sports over the uh, course of last week because RBV was just stark raving mad about this. Like he's ready to drop Joe Burrow and take Chase Young number one overall, which I think would actually be a smart move. I would do that if I was the Cincinnati Bengals, too, because Joe Burrow is not going to do them any good on that awful team.
2: So the other thing outside of their chili that they would have would be Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow bur- buried the chili. See, I can't say it. It's a tongue twister.
1: But, Joe Burrow buried the chili.
2: Yeah, there you go. You got it. So, But you don't have a, don't have a vocal implant, so I have a little disadvantage there. <laughs> the thing with Burrow, all right, now what do you think is a smarter thing to do? Do you think you go with, okay, business-wise, franchise-wise, now we have a face of a franchise, whatever that means. Or how many picks can we get if we trade down to a pick where you're talking about the other quarterbacks that are available and I'll remind everybody and you know this because you remind me, this is a quarterback heavy draft.
1: Yeah, and it, it really depends on how high you are on Joe Burrow. Uh, my concern with Joe Burrow is simply that he came out of absolutely nowhere this season at LSU. He he transferred from Ohio State, so he's already quit on Ohio once. Um that LSU team is stacked. The especially the wide receivers are all going to be playing on Sunday. Joe Burrow is going to go to a bad team and it's going to be bad Joe Burrow o- over again. I look at his stats from last season at LSU, they were not nearly as impressive as this season. Stevie, this guy just screams bust to me.
2: Well, is he a system quarterback? It sounds more like he's a system quarterback who finally started to get it, and that's why they were dominating. Coaching, system, uh, uh, weapons around them. This sounds like a potential, if Tom Brady doesn't go, I know you have a listened in the show notes here, the Chargers are picking six. That mm-hmm. could be an interesting place for Joe Burrow because all those guys will hide all his flaws very early.
1: Yeah. And Philip Rivers just bought stacked. a house
2: in Florida. He's moving to Florida, so that's
1: he's not coming back. Well, and Phillip Rivers kind of plays into this thing too because my pitch for the Cincinnati Bengals is convince Phillip Rivers to come be your quarterback for two years and take Chase Young number one overall. That just seems like a no-brainer to me if you can get Phillip Rivers to come to Cincinnati.
2: Yeah, but the owner said that Andy Dalton isn't going anywhere, so that's right there. You're drafting a quarterback and you're keeping him. Well, behind Andy Dalton for the next year or two, that's going to – the fan base isn't going to like that.
1: No, not at all. And What do they got to be excited about? Andy Dalton just seems done in Cincinnati. Like, And I'm kind of done with Andy Dalton in Cincinnati. I'd like to see Andy Dalton go play somewhere else and see if he's any good.
2: The rumor that came – I think it was as early as Monday – was he was supposed to be possibly traded to New England – that Belichick might want him. I mean, this is about the craziest off season. It hasn't even gotten into the off season yet. So I guess we're doing the show after the season's over. Cause this stuff is not
1: going to clear up. Yeah. Because free agency doesn't even start until the middle of March. We get, we get like another, you know, seven, eight weeks to talk about this Tom Brady situation before free agency even starts.
2: Ah, uh, but the, the, what was the, what was the saying? it, it, it. It's tam- they're tampering, but they're not tampering. Everybody's tampering right now. There's all sorts of stuff going on. So free agency has indeed started. We just can't officially like come out and talk about it as far as the agents or the players.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Miami has picks 5, 18, and 26. Is it possible that Miami tries to move up, or do you think Tua's still going to be on the board for Miami? And do you even think that Tua is going to be an NFL quarterback. I mean, he's coming off of the same injury that I'm actually wearing a Bo Jackson jersey right now. It's the same injury that Bo had. Now, granted, there's been a huge advancement in medicine since the time that Bo Jackson blew out his hip and now with Tua. But he's not going to play at all next year. Next year is going to be spent entirely rehabbing. Does Miami get Tua at number five, or do you think they're going to have to move up? And if they move up, why not just take Joe Burrow?
2: I don't know. That's another landing spot for uh, Tom Brady though. Yeah. See this, you got to think about all this. This is, this is Tom Brady sitting back watching all the draft, maybe sitting back watching some free agency, which, which I think after the draft, there's not uh, going to be much movement in free agency because everybody wants to see what Brady does. If they need a quarterback, I don't think, I don't think people are going to go off and sign quarterbacks until they see exactly what he's going to do. So if they do draft, those are the teams that are eliminated from wanting Brady, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Then it thins out the herd. Yep, I agree there. Uh, the Raiders also have two first round picks the number 12 and the number 19 pick, thanks to uh, the Chicago Bears and that ridiculous Khalil Mack trade. Um, <laughs> Stevie, is there a possibility that the now Las Vegas Raiders would make a call to the Cincinnati Bengals? and say, hey, we'll give you Derek Carr and either the 12 or 19 pick to go to number one, would you take that deal?
2: I sound like a broken record. Excuse me, but Given a 12 and 19 uh, and trading Derek Carr for Tom Brady or getting Derek Carr and letting Tom Brady – there's a, there's a whole thing there of signing Tom Brady, doing something with him and then trading him. I don't think that'd be allowed to happen. Like a sign-in trade? Uh, I don't trade? think Kraft would do that to him. Huh?
1: Like a sign-in trade like we see in the NBA?
2: sign and trade. I, I believe that could happen. I was going to see uh, that people are commenting in the chat. We're we're doing the show. I'm trying to read the chat, but there's an interesting thing going back to the Burrow thing. Since we're all wrapped up in this first segment around Joe Burrow, I isn't it hasty to assume Joe Burrow is going to be an NFL bust. I'll let you handle that since you kind of declared that.
1: Well, I'm, I said I'm afraid that he's going to be an NFL bust. Regardless, I think anybody that gets drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals and goes in there to be the starting quarterback is going to be an NFL bust just because it's the Cincinnati Bengals.
2: The infrastructure thing that I talked about in the beginning. Absolutely. I think Absolutely. That, 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 uh, is Zach Taylor known to be a, a college quarterback whisperer? Any of these types? I I never got the, I never I never got the identity of Zach Taylor. They didn't really give him a lot of press. On, like we know what Joe Joe Judge is. We know what Matt Rule is. We know Lincoln Riley. We know Urban Meyer. Like where does Zach Taylor, in the course of his coaching career, fit in with a young quarterback?
1: Nowhere, as far as I know. But I mean, as I'm looking up Burrow's stats here as we speak, like this year, his completion percentage was 76.3%. Last season, it was only 57.8. Last year, he threw for not even 3,000 yards. This season, 5,671. 60 touchdowns this year versus 16 touchdowns last year. You mean to tell me that it just clicked that magically, or was it the team around joe burrow because look up and down that lsu roster and all those names are going to be going in the first round of this year's draft next year's draft and the year after that draft
2: Well, do you think that he knew that bad uh odell beckham was going to give them money after the season and he was playing for actual money
1: that's probably bonuses you know. <laughs> that, that that would actually check out especially at lsu
2: I am surprised they they arrest uh, Odell Beckham Jr., but they don't they don't hold the entire NCAA. Everybody's making money. Come on, let's. This is like contract tampering. Give me a break.
1: At least the district attorney finally came out and said that they're not going to press charges on Odell for slapping that cop on the ass.
2: Wow, justice is finally served. Thank God for the legal system so efficient.
1: You know. Funny enough, that's a great segue, because speaking of justice being served, Jason Garrett, now the offensive coordinator of the New York football Giants. Stevie, it also seems like they're going to be bringing in Brett Bielema, which I think is a great bring in for the New York Giants. What do you think of Jason Garrett going on to the Giants already to be the offensive coordinator?
2: Probably a smart move since most of the, if you want a head coaching job, you're going to take at least a year off. I don't know what he's like on camera to be a broadcaster. But I also think, in a way, what Jason Garrett should have done, he's put 20-plus years into the Dallas Cowboys organization. I have no doubt that those meetings, three, four meetings over a course of almost a week, right? I have no doubt that Jerry was – if they didn't have a spot for him, they were going to create an office job for him, and I would have stayed there. I would have done that because – you don't necessarily have the stink of anything except being a lame duck coach in the last year. Your winning percentage is better than Parcells'. You have a lot going for you. It's just the media has painted you as Coach Clapp, and and that's about it. Um, this could this could completely erase every like going to a going to a rival too. I don't know how Dallas Cowboy fans will react if they're as forgiving as say the Packers fans with Favre or if he's ever going to be in the the ring of fame or whatever the ring is that the Dallas Cowboys honor. have ring yeah. of honor. I don't know. But I mean, is that, is that still a thing? Is there such a thing as you wanted a rival? So now you're dead to us.
1: Well, I mean, Jimmy Johnson still wasn't in the ring, you know, it, it, it's not like Jerry won't hold a grudge.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, he's only going to be an NFL hall of Famer. What does that mean compared to having your name up on the, you know the stadium that he gets money for put 18t's logo on it right i don't i don't know though hey th- this two are the giants and the cowboys systems th- are they similar or is he going to have to institute a whole new system with daniel jones now as a young quarterback to have to reload their learning system saquon barkley Shepard's a tight end right and i yeah. i believe it's a tight end these all these guys are used to this system now they got it, you know, like two years later, they have a new head coach. They got a new offensive coordinator.
1: Well, and that's the thing that going back to the the Joe Burrow and the Raiders thing, you know, I think Tom Brady and Las Vegas actually makes a lot of sense because nobody throws a bubble screen like Tom Brady with John Gruden out there as the head coach. He, he could sit out there and throw bubble screens the whole freaking game.
2: Well, but he doesn't have to develop a young quarterback. Let's let's go with the theme of Daniel Jones is still developing. So how's J- Jason Garrett's going to do an excellent job with him because he's a former backup quarterback. Right. So, you know, he can do a great job. We didn't even think about Eli. What's going on with Eli in the offseason? <laughs> we <We've laughs> forgot about him.
1: Yeah, the Eli Manning situation, that's going to be a fun one to follow too. See if anybody actually wants top five Eli, you know. It'll be a, could be,
2: could be a, that could be, there's dude, dude, you want to talk about coaching carousel. Let's talk about a quarterback carousel. Yeah. I think, I think Eli could be somewhat of a fit for one year with the Raiders yeah and you don't have to give it anything for him.
1: I still think the Raiders are crazy for moving off a of Derek Carr. Where are you with Derek Carr?
2: Yeah, I think they are. I think it's just one of those things like he had an MVP year. He broke his leg. There was a story about him crying in the huddle and all these other things, which I think was planted to make him look like a lame duck quarterback. And then last year with Gruden, if, if this is uh this is wrestling politics. Gruden just doesn't like the type of quarterback for some reason that Derek Carr is, or because let's, let's just think about getting credit. He wants credit for actually bringing in a, uh, bringing in the quarterback, building the team. He's essentially the GM Bayok does nothing without his approval and then he can say, like, he, he wanted with Brad Johnson. He had Rich Gannon in, in Oakland. These were guys that were written off as journeyman quarterback. That's why I'm saying Eli might be, like, I brought Eli in and you all thought he was done and, like, made him into a star again. Yep. And Gruden is overrated. The chat says Gruden's overrated. Gruden's a great worker. Gruden, Gruden with that Monday night football spot, Gave himself way more of a pedigree as being an expert than he deserved to have because he has a lot of charisma. Yep. And he worked Mark Davis into a hundred million dollar, no cut, fully guaranteed contract over ten years, or you want to cut him this year? Give me my seventy or eighty million. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Let's uh let's talk about his brother, Jay Gruden hired in Jackson. Good segue as uh, the new offensive coordinator, the third offensive coordinator in Jacksonville in the last four years. Um, I, I don't know how much I like this move, Stevie. When I think of uh Jay Gruden and his coaching style uh, you know, that high powered Washington Redskins offense is not the first thing that comes to mind.
2: John Gruden's little brother. That's all. That's all it is. Yeah. This is to somebody like if he had lunch with Sean McVay, he could have got an extra 10 million a year. Yeah. <laughs> You know, this, this is a, this is very much, a, it feels like, my God, I mean, I never thought I would say the NFL owner owners, most of them are just money marks, but they are Yeah, like, he's got to be good. He's John Gruden's brother. He's got, or there's nobody out there nobody wants to go to Jacksonville because the infrastructure and the chain of command was horrible before, but now it's a power vacuum. So what are they going to like? What am I walking into? Maybe it's the only job that was offered to him and he just took it. That's what I think it was.
1: It's It seems as though it's going to end up being the inmates running the asylum in Jacksonville. I mean, typically when you go from a, a coach like Tom Coughlin, who was the president of football operations in Jacksonville, once they leave, you bring in a player friendly coach. If Jacksonville does that with that position, it could easily become the inmates running the asylum down there.
2: So there's no ho no head coach yet. I don't. Did, did, oh, Doug, Doug Marone. I, I, I just assume they fired him. No, no, <laughs> they
1: didn't fire him. I don't know why, but they, they, they kept him on.
2: Not yet. They might be waiting to see what how this all shakes out with with coaches too.
1: What do you do if you are the Jacksonville Jaguars? Because you have the at one time people were talking about Gardner Minshew and uh, how he should be in the running for rookie of the year. And then, of course, there's Nick Foles, who you hold very, very near and dear to your heart, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. What do you do if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars? Do you pick up the phone and try to move one of these guys? Do you keep both of them on? What do you do?
2: I don't even know if Nick Foles got a chance got a fair shake in in the first season because he was injured on the first touchdown pass he threw. And then it was it was basically a two two quarterback system for the last half of the year. They didn't have an identity. They didn't really run the ball as much. They they saw what Minshew can do and they just let him go. And I think they didn't it looked like they weren't coaching him as much as they should have to to temper him toward Minshew, Minshew could be a start. So they probably will be better off Sticking with him fresh with Gruden, and my my selfish nature says that Nick Foles should go back and be a backup to Carson Wentz in Philly.
1: I still stick with that. Could you afford to pay them both, though? That's the question.
2: I think I think with Nick Foles, if he took backup money or or really, really good backup money, and they knew they understood that Carson Wentz had some kind of injury bug throughout the year or a freak thing like the concussion. This guy's a true system quarterback that can step right in and run Doug Peterson's system uh, just like that. And he's a man of God. So I think he, he built up such a, such a foundation in Philadelphia that still, it hasn't probably all been transferred over to Jacksonville that he can go back and plug right into everything in the community and do all that stuff.
1: The Jaguars find themselves in a bit of an interesting situation right now, because when I think of the Jaguars, they don't really have an identity. Um, It seems as though the Khan family is already pushing for a new stadium to be built down there. And it was about three, four (laughs) years ago that we started hearing the reports of the Jaguars moving to London. Of course, uh, those of us in the pro wrestling bubble know all the connections that they have to the, the London market. They own Fulham First Class. At one time, they tried to buy Wembley Stadium. What do you think? Are the Jacksonville Jaguars not long for this league and they end up the London Jaguars?
2: I just think that's a logistical nightmare. I don't think the Players Association would stand for it because being a wrestler, just flying over like for a show for a day and then having to come back and do all that. Imagine these logistically, you'd have to fly over there a week before. Now you're away from your family. You can bring them, but if you're practicing for a big game or if you have a home playoff game, now now that two teams have to be displaced for at least a week, do that. And I know it's an experiment where they want to actually have the Super Bowl overseas. There's no doubt that's what they want to do. But the London Jaguars, I mean, you're talking about you're better off having a Toronto team like they were going to do with the Bills or something right across the border that's within the continental United States. This is just a little bit crazy.
1: Well, I, I would actually feel even worse for the Jaguars players having to fly over to the states eight different times for eight road games. Like that's just a nightmare.
2: Are you going to practice in London, or are they going to still practice? None of these. How many British or European uh, football players did they have? <laughs> that somebody in the chat goes, "Why does NFL still have a, a boner for Europe?" Because NFL Europe was a great farm system. If anything. Bring back NFL Europe, and now you have in the offseason something that will probably, dare I say it, kill the XFL.
1: Yeah, no, that that I absolutely agree with. Um, Speaking of the XFL, uh, not too long ago, Stevie, they came out with all of their new rules for the XFL, and you had sent me a message that you really like the XFL rules. And as I was reading through what they're going to do at the Pro Bowl this year with uh, the proposed kickoff rules, this seems very, very XFL to me. And then I found out this was actually how they did things in the AAF.
2: Well, there's a lot of, most of the players are from the AAF that are playing in the XFL. So it is an interchangeable league that way. The, this is like, this is kind of like booking guys in wrestling that. Yeah, obviously guys names Rocky, you're going to call him the rock. It's kind of, you know what I mean? Somebody who's going to eventually, if not him, come up with it. These rules, they have to reinvent them, but also you don't want to reinvent the entire wheel. Now, I understand that they want to kind of keep the, well, for the NFL, the integrity of the game. Because if you really know about the NFL and stuff like that.
1: The lack thereof. Integrity. It's hard to say.
2: I like the, what's that?
1: The lack thereof integrity on behalf of the league.
2: But if you're making money and it's a business, you're allowed to be scumbags. Then you know that. Yeah, that's it. That's what I heard. That's you're, the you're,
1: American dream right there
2: it cancels out anything. So but that's why we're podcasting from home by the way, and not on a radio station. <laughs> <laughs> not yet at least. Thank you St. Louis.
1: Yeah, we're trying. We're trying.
2: <laughs> so the the thing with the rules though is you have to be careful like the you can't confuse the fans. You have to appeal to the lowest common denominator. The extra point rule, I like the double forward pass can cause I think a little bit of a slowdown of the game because they still, no matter what they say, whether going to New York for the replay or whatever, the sky judge in the box, they're still going to be, I mean, in the XFL, what did they say? It has to be 90 seconds or two minutes that they have to get the decision in.
1: Yeah. I believe it's 90
2: seconds. (laughs) So now, so now you have the pressure now, now the human error is really good. Cause now somebody's nervous. I got to get the call. Right. I like the act. Yeah. I actually like – I don't know why people get mad about the speed of the NFL games. The presentation on TV from Fox, CBS, NFL Network, it's so great. I don't feel like like I'm waiting forever for anything. It's like the suspense of knowing, and they keep showing the replay, and you're on the couch talking to your significant other or your buddies. Like, that's a catch. That's not a catch. I like that. I don't know about you, but – That doesn't bother me as much.
1: Well, and especially like I'm interacting or trying to interact with people on Twitter, you know, so the time between the play, it's just time for me to hit the fire breathing Twitter machine and see what's going on. Make a tweet myself. Like you said, if it's a play that's being reviewed then yeah, you can engage in the conversation. Uh, my biggest complaint about the NFL presentation is just the the officiating and the amount of penalties inside of the league. It just drives me absolutely insane. Like after every play, I'm looking in the upper left-hand corner for a yellow flag.
2: Yeah. It's, uh, listen, the XFL, I I look at the bigger picture. Someone in the chat said that I would be great at, on the XFL as a commentator. I would just do Sarah Goose's... Uh, like end zone or sideline stuff. Just just bring me in for a soundbite. Because I I don't know about ca- carrying a three hour game or even a two hour and thirty minute game as a commentator is hard. I would need a very, very like a Jim Nance the Tony Romo type thing. You'd have to coach me, teach me, sit down with me, practice. It's not easy to say t- people think oh, I talk for two and a half hours. Dude, it's hard enough to podcast would hardly any, like, like a, a script or somebody on our ear, replays coming up. Got to go to this, get this guy's number. Give me the, here's the background on uh, the guy who just uh, jumped off sides. It's like, it's a, it's craziness. But the, the, the whole thing with the XFL that I worry about is there's no players association. There's no separate ownership per team. There's nobody to keep Vince and everybody in charge like at day and check. So if this league does last five to 10 years or more, what are the CTE lawsuits going to blow? And one of those coming? When, when, what are you taking care of people medically? Cause what if from my understanding, NFL is like a mass unit anyway, but it's still better than what we're looking at the XFL. Does that make sense? I mean that I always thought that anything is going to take down the NFL. It would have been the CTE thing. And it's a miracle that they got that settlement that they got and they were able to move on.
1: Yeah. I'm still a bit amazed about how that whole thing went down. Um, This proposal is going to be put into action at the Pro Bowl. There's not going to be any kickoffs um, after a score at the Pro Bowl. So the way that this thing is going to work is after a score, they give you the ball back at the opposition 25-yard line or – You can run one additional play from the 25-yard line, and if the play goes 15 yards or more, then the team that scored can retain the ball. This is going to replace the onside kick. If they fail, though,
2: go back a second. See, this is as a fan, I'm going. What? Wait, I got to write this down. Okay, please back up. I'm sorry.
1: My team scores Mm -hmm. if we elect to. We can either give you the ball at your 25-yard line or we can run another play from our 25-yard line. If that play goes 15 yards, then we keep the ball and we can go try to score again, thus replacing the onside kick. But if we fail to get that one play that goes for 15 yards, then your team takes over where the ball was spot dead. So you very well could get the ball at the 20-yard line.
2: All right, let's look at it. I'm looking at it from the player's point of view, from a player that wants to make money, generational money, even if they can't be on offense or defense, or a person wants a path to be on the main roster. Special teams is how most of the stars started out off practice squads to special teams. Then they were given the opportunity when someone got injured or traded or whatever to, to step up that onside kick. Uh, now, how do you pay kickers? Because I think kickers to kick onside kicks or the punters, like they're not punting in the, they're not doing coughing kicks in the XFL either. And if NFL copies that, like Pat Pat McAfee wouldn't be podcasting today. He yeah. wouldn't be on ESPN. Get up. The, this is these are the things that deep down I believe there's a little bit of a thing where you're saying, well, since you don't do this, this, and this now for the game, your pay is going to be lower because you're sitting on the sidelines for pretty much the whole game. Or we don't need a punter anymore. We'll do a field goal kicker that can punt. We'll double it up on somebody because we only got to pay, you know. To, I gotta pay one person for two positions. It, it's a little bit of a slippery slope, if you see what I'm saying. And I like the onside kick too because you know why? It's not easy to recover one. 12. Like if you got, you got a shitty defense
1: if you get what's that twelve point nine percent. That was the average in twenty nineteen.
2: You got a shitty defense. This is where the game is going to get completely boring and the ratings are going to go down because they're going to be blowouts. you got a team with a great offense, a team with a shitty defense, and now my strategy is, like the Niners did, run, 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 tie your defense out. Now we got to go back out. Of course you're going to give up 15 yards. You just gave up 80 on like eight straight runs. Of course you're going to do it. Now the defense is there. Now the potential for injury. Yeah. And are you you going to expand the roster?
1: Well, no, I think if anything, they try to kill the roster down to like 42 because you don't need all these special teams guys.
2: Okay, now let's throw in a variable of they want to extend the game, the season to 18 games and they'll they'll settle for 17. So you're going to have a a thin down roster (laughs) or maybe you'll stay with 53 for the extra game because now it's a padded roster. This is, dude, when you create a rule, I'm sure there's people there, bean counters, that are all saying, "Yeah, because this happens, this happens. Now, now we can, you know, pay the higher profile guys more, or pay them the same, and then save a few a few million off these special teams guys.
1: Why screw with it? Like, what's the point? The game is fine just the way it is. Why screw with it? Like the very core of the game.
2: I think. I think the way they." Been doing it to add technology into the replays, to add to add other things to the game. I think having a skyview judge at each game for the replay, rather than going to Alberto Veron, as Pat McAfee calls him, that shouldn't happen. Because, like the pass interference call, I understand that you're giving them here. Here you go, Saints. We're going to give you a little bit of a you know, sorry, we screwed you twice. And I think they screwed him again this year on it too, right? Yep. <laughs> Same thing. So the, the, you just can't. The just run the, ball, run the ball in the Superdome. Don't pass it.
1: <laughs> don't.
2: <laughs> but uh, that that might be a rule. Who knows? But uh, I don't know why you change it. I think the technology and the way they're going to put chips in the ball, they're going to do all this other stuff. I think that stuff is exciting and different enough than rather than changing the exact rules of the game.
1: Yep. I completely agree. So let's talk about the games from over the weekend. The Chiefs topped the Titans 35-24. to Derrick Henry held to 69 yards on 19 carries after rushing for 588 yards in the last three games. He had no carries in the fourth quarter as Tennessee was trying to come back. Mahomes, on the other hand, 23 of 35 for 294 yards and three touchdowns. He also had eight carries for 53 yards and a touchdown. Sammy Watkins, seven receptions for 114 yards and a touchdown. Tyreek Hill, not to be outdone, five receptions for 67 yards and two touchdowns. And then there was Ryan Tannehill, the guy who had thrown a total of 29 passes in all of the playoffs. Mm. He comes out and he goes 21 of 31 for 209 yards and two touchdowns. Stevie, I feel like there's there's kind of two narratives coming out of this game. Number one, the Chiefs' defense is clearly better than we thought they were. And number two, what happens to the Tennessee Titans?
2: I got to bring that name up again. Tom Brady playing for Mike Vrabel.
1: Yeah, I could see that. That would make a lot of sense. The only thing is you have to convince your supermodel wife to move to Nashville.
2: Nashville's not a, I mean, it's not a redneck town. You got a ton of music. You got a ton of like fashion and style there. Like it's a very popular place to be. I i don't know. Tennessee might be a better, I mean, everybody's saying South Beach or LA for her, but man, you want to talk about, Hey, if, if we go here, I mean, they bought a place in Greenwich. Are right? they going to play for the Giants or the Jets? You know, right. I mean, it, it, but Tennessee is interesting because they have Derrick Henry. They have AJ, AJ, A.J. Wilson, I believe his name is, right?
1: Well, we don't know if they're going to have Derrick Henry because Derrick Henry is going to be a free agent here at the beginning of March. And somebody is going to pay Derrick Henry a whole buttload of money. And I'm not sure that it's going to be the Tennessee Titans.
2: Well, this is where Tom Brady, like I've been watching the shows all week. He's going to need, because it is a sin that he took undermarket value for his contracts throughout the years, and they never paid, they never brought him, they never used the money. I think even brought of up last week and the week before. They would have to, if he were to sign, or I think any quarterback were to sign, one of the things would be that Eli's an interesting choice, but he would need Derrick Henry even more than Tom Brady. Yeah. So whatever quarterback they end up with, do you think they're, do you think they're going to sign Tannehill to a long-term?
1: I don't know. I mean, he was not asked to do a whole lot throughout the course of the season. They were winning games by Derrick Henry running the ball 30 times and Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball 15 times when they needed him to come out and throw the ball 30 times he goes for 209 yards and two touchdowns completely fine like that's fairly average but can you tell ryan Tannehill go out and win me this game and i just don't think so
2: it's tough it's tough because they got to make a lot of moves they got to make a lot of moves do the, do, do the titans talk about or try to draft
1: yeah i they're, mean they
2: sure as i'll not keep Mariota.
1: Yeah, Ryan Tannehill, nine and four since taking over for Marcus Mariota.
2: It feels like he's been quarterback in Tennessee for a longer time, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it kind of does. He wasted all those years in Miami, you know, that awful team just getting. Well, somebody
2: XR Butcher made a great comment because this is the DeMarco Murray problem Uh do they really pay Derrick Henry? Or do they They seem to run running backs into the ground? And you see what happened to Ezekiel Elliott. He got his money, and it always changes whatever it might be about these running backs.
1: Still on his rookie contract this season, Derrick Henry had 386 carries for 1,540 yards. How many times can you ask a guy to carry the ball 386 times in the NFL?
2: Oh, that, that's the Marco Murray example, because that's what, that's what Dallas did. He had over 400 touches between runs and passes. And they literally said, we're going to run the tires off him. Yeah. Because they knew they weren't going to sign him. Now, what would Derrick Henry's franchise tag price be?
1: Oh, boy. I'm not sure.
2: Or would that be an insult to him? I believe it would be.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Is he unrestricted
2: now? If he doesn't sign it, is he still is he in the Le- Le'Veon Bell uh, situation? He'd have to sit out a year.
1: See if I can find the. So is he nice in a, is, a, is it is
2: the end of his fourth year, or did he have a fifth year like like Dak? Like Dak can, if you take the fifth year thing, like they can choose not to sign you, but can you choose to leave too? Like, Jameis is in that situation, too, or with Tampa Bay, right? He's in the fifth-year option.
1: Yep. Uh, Derek Henry, I believe, is his fourth year.
2: So they – I I got to research more about the deals because I know the rookie contract is four years. But they, remember there was like a fifth year on some deals where the, the person – they could just say, we're not going to sign you. The person's an unrestricted free agent.
1: Well, the thing is, Derek Henry was drafted in the second round. So he gets a different contract than what the first round guys do. He was drafted in the second round, uh, pick number 45.
2: No, that's the Dak Prescott thing. He's fourth round. So he can literally walk away from if they were, they can't franchise tag him, right? Right. That's, Um, that's the, that's the part of it right there. So Derek Henry is an unrestricted free agent in March.
1: Right. Um, Franchise tag is roughly 12.5 million. For That's a running cheap. back.
2: That's cheap for him. He could have an even better year next year.
1: <laughs> well, and the question is, after seeing the way that Ezekiel Elliott, the way that he performed this year, after seeing what happened after Todd Gurley got paid out in Los Angeles, is that going to reset the running back market? Is Derrick Henry going to command that kind of money?
2: Well, let's look at a bigger picture too. Dak Prescott Derek Henry, um, anybody else in the second round and below? Tom Tom Brady was one of these guys. Will reset the whole market and not give as much value to the first round.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's where things start getting very very interesting. Um, as far as the Titans go, they also have seventeen other. Free agents coming up for general manager John Robinson. And they also have to basically rebuild that defense. Defensive coordinator Dean Pease retires for his second time 47 years of coaching, 721 games. Been with the Titans since 2018 after six years in Baltimore. And they also have to replace their defensive back coach, Kerry Combs, who becomes Ohio State's new defensive coordinator, replacing Jeff Hafley, who left to become the head coach at Boston College. So Tennessee very much in a state of flux at this point with 17 free agents. You have to rebuild the defense. You have your starting quarterback and your starting running back coming up on contracts. Who knows what the Tennessee Titans are going to look like next season.
2: They could be fighting for that first uh, draft pick. It sounds like it. This sounds like a fire sale, man. Yeah. It sounds like the Marlins are back in the day when Philadelphia used to just get rid of everybody after a winning season or a world series. Yeah, it's like this is this is bad, man. This this team could look completely different like. Brady's not after you told me the 17 free agents, they have to sign. I don't think Brady would
1: even look at this place. Now I changed my mind on that. Think of the cap space though. I mean, you could bring in basically whatever you want, but what, what
2: cap space would they have? Like, what do they have now if they don't sign anybody? I, I forget which team it was. Somebody has like 60 some million. I know that they would probably have more meaning Tennessee. Fifty four. Fifty four right now. Yep. But this is with all this is if you don't sign Derek Henry or anybody else, you have fifty four.
1: Just over fifty seven million.
2: Over fifty seven million, which Brady, if he's a saint, will take twenty five. Right. <laughs> if he's nice, he'll take twenty five. So now what are you going to do with the other the, the what The thirty thirty right there. You have thirty thirty two. There are it's also, not a lot of money.
1: They could also free up another 18.6 million in cap space if they decided that they wanted to move off of Delani Walker, Cameron Wake, Deion Lewis, and Ryan Suckup. That would that would free them up another 18.6 million.
2: But who do you replace those guys
1: with? I guess that's the big question, right?
2: Because how many guys did you say and at the 18 million? That's, that's a good amount of guys. They're not getting a whole lot of money, right? Like you got to see who's making the 10 and the 15 and the bigger chunks per player, which they sound like they have a pretty cheap team.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's Tennessee. I mean, think of how many standout players that they have down there. Derrick Henry is really the only one that comes to mind, and he's still playing on a rookie deal.
2: I don't know, man, this, this doesn't look good. <laughs> this doesn't, doesn't look good. And the cap, the cap's going up, I think to 200 million this year.
1: Yeah. Like 200, one something like yeah, that.
2: Yeah. That's maybe half of Brady's salary. <laughs> so you still don't have, and, and, and Tannehill's been in the league. So what's, I know we're breaking this down, everybody. And this is like, this is interesting to me, but also very confusing. So I'd love to learn about all this kind of like, if I would, if I knew how to do these analytics, I actually be working in the NFL. Uh Tannehill will, will get a league minimum as a veteran, right? Right. Which he's gonna want more since he went to the championship game. You're not gonna pay him what like, what's the league minimum for a quarterback? Maybe eight, six, eight million if you're a starter, or even if you're a backup. What is it like? It's very it's it's not championship game level pay. Like Nick Foles, I think, was making around that as a backup for Carson Wentz.
1: Right. Um Hmm.
2: And listen to that. So that's not a lot of money. Eight million dollars a year <laughs> to be a back. I mean, do you see as you're looking it up? Do you see them dropping well, I mean, to the bottom half?
1: What I'm questioning is I'm not sure that the league minimum uh varies by player. Like like by position. Oh, okay. Um and I think well, the, there he, there... Go ahead.
2: No, I said, there you go. There you go. That's even worse. (laughs) You don't get paid for your position.
1: Right. Yeah. Because the league minimum, I think, is like 1.2. 10 years in the league is uh, 1.015.
2: Wasn't that? That was what uh, Antonio Brown was playing for at the Patriots, the league minimum, right? Right. 1.2 million? Yep. Ooh, that's... uh, so you're asking somebody that basically performed the, – the team performed because of Derek Henry, but then Tannehill is going to be able to profit off that. And do you overpay Tannehill while trying to pay Henry what he probably deserves, but you don't know how much he has left in him? And then you, on top of that, 17 other free agents, including uh, your field goal kicker, which in Tennessee, playing certain teams like the Texans and other teams, that's the guy that's probably going to win or lose your games.
1: Yeah, the Titans are going to be wow. an interesting story to follow throughout this offseason. Uh, let, let's talk about the 49ers. Uh, the 49ers come out and just smack the Green Bay Packers around the field. Um, I felt like I was in like some weird kind of bizarro world because <laughs> the 49ers basically Packered the Packers. This is how Green Bay has won all their games all year. They come out and they just strike first. They jump on you. San Francisco up 27-0 in the first half, and then in the second half it was like, oh God, hold on to your pants. Here comes Aaron Rodgers throwing a whole bunch of yards in garbage time, 31-39, 326 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, one fumble, two more that they actually recovered so they don't necessarily go against him. Stevie this game was hard to watch this it was like San Francisco could do whatever in the world they wanted to do and what they wanted to do was run the football
2: comes down to the offensive and defensive lines beating up the Packers doesn't matter who is behind them either way that's what you got and yeah it's a fit They're a physical team but a lot of energy.
1: I was super excited to watch this game and because, you know, I, I was coming off of the high of watching Ryan Tannehill actually throw the ball 31 times, and I was like, oh, thank God. I don't have to put up with any more of these games where the quarterback's not slinging the ball, and then Jimmy Garoppolo comes out. Six of eight for 77 yards. It's like ever since he threw that interception against Minnesota, they have just handcuffed this kid and said, nope we we are going to handle you with kid gloves from now until this season is over. What do you make of Garoppolo at this point, Stevie?
2: Well, his team believes in him. I think even uh, George Kittle and other people had said that people didn't believe in him and he's you know they said all the right things. He's got his money and his deal is right. This is the perfect franchise. John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo, all their deals are for the same around the same or exactly the same amount of time isn't that what you want don't you want your quarterback i'm mean, talking about your quarterback your coach and your gm all together knowing that their deals are secure for the same amount of time no distractions hey if you can have that and spread it out even further to other players or other coaches that the, the deals are all kind of united that would be a good thing. You you eliminate a lot of stress and all that stuff. What does he care? They're going to the Super Bowl. All people are saying is that it was a mistake for Belichick to trade him. Yeah. They're not looking at you know, six for eight, 77 yards, which, by the way, Ben Laethlisberger is supposedly one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of football. When he passed for under 200 yards, the Steelers won more games than when he passed for over 200 back
1: in the day yeah. during
2: their Super Bowl run.
1: So let's talk about uh, Raheem Mozart. How's that for you? How's that some information? Bring it back to you. Let's talk Uh, about Raheem Mozart. 29 carries, 220 yards, four touchdowns. Stevie, he had 142 yards before contact. I don't know how I'm supposed to read this. Was Mozart that good, or was the Green Bay defense just that bad?
2: Well, let's, let's put in option three. The, the whole line and the people blocking the George Kittles and these other people blocking for most were that good. We're beating up the Packers and there's a certain thing too. They did it with um when they did it to the Vikings, they've ran eight times in a row. Remember that drive yep. ran right down the field that demoralizes a team. When you can have our guys pushing your guys physically back even though they weigh 300 plus pounds and we're still going to be able to make holes for this guy to run through you. It's a, it's a thing. Obviously it's not that they're missing tackles that he can't, but those people in the the DBs, the safeties, the cornerbacks, the people playing center field or wherever else they're just, he's got too much momentum. Now you're talking about a guy with all that momentum running into a guy probably of similar size more times. If you're not talking about a linebacker, you know what I mean? That's why I mean 142 yards before contact means that they're playing they're playing them were they let me ask you a question. Were they playing them soft for the pass? Because if he passed eight times, I have to assume they were loading the box every play and still not stopping them.
1: <laughs> Just couldn't do anything. Absolutely nothing. San Francisco as a team had forty-two rushing attempts for two hundred and eighty five yards, and it's it sure felt like a lot of those carries you could have driven like a small Volkswagen through the line. It was just absolutely ridiculous. Green Bay could not do anything against that San Francisco offensive line. Um, the defense now, Aaron Rodgers is 10-8. and eight. That's his playoff record, and he's getting an awful lot of crap for it right now. The defense is giving up 19.2 points a game when Green Bay wins in the playoffs. They're giving up 36.4 in losses. This defense was supposed to be the strength of Green Bay this year and they sure weren't in this game against San Francisco. Um, this is basically the team that I thought that they were all season and they just overachieved going nine and one in one score games. Luck was just on Green Bay's side. But one matchup that I did find very interesting was Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman, Devontae Adams. We thought that that was going to be a, the, the big play during this game. Adams finishes the game with nine receptions and 138 yards. And Richard Sherman starts running his mouth again like he is the best corner in football. Darrell Revis basically shut him down. Stevie, are you following this story? Because this is my favorite thing going on in football right now.
2: I had just seen the videos this morning and I didn't click on the thumbnails and I said, I think I think Jargo wants to talk about this and I totally forgot to look at the videos. I can just assume this is a real I mean he Sherman did a press conference where people he called everybody out after the Vikings game, right? Yep. Like he could he can't play. Yeah, he, he we throw outside. We can't do he was like covering the guy. I'm covering the guy and I'm making plays. Um, Skip Bayless brought him up because him, Bay- him and Skip Bayless have a famous exchange uh, that I don't think Richard Sherman looked all that great when he said, I'm better than you in life. And it's this, this <laughs> kind of like not. But he was right. I, the backstory on that part was people don't know. He was rushing and late and they were micing him up like he had no time to even breathe before he got out there or got to the camera to do the on camera. So
1: And Skip buried him while he was getting mic'd up.
2: Yeah, it's just – it's not – got to be able to take a breath, count to 10, and get your your thoughts there. Uh, This whole thing, yeah, everybody's thinking things through now because they're hitting sand after typing it. Uh, And Darrell Rivas, the the kind of cornerback he is, he was playing on an island. It was Rivas Island. But did he have the pieces and the teammates around? You can't win a Super Bowl with a cornerback. He can put you over the top. He did for New England – but is he the piece? Does he get the the ball thrown to him every single time? No.
1: And as so good boy. as as good as Darrell Rivas was, it sure helps when you have Antonio Cromartie on the other side.
2: And who 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 is better at coming back from an injury? Him or Richard
1: Sermon. Right. I don't know. Sherman does like to talk an awful lot of smack. I did think it was rather funny that Darrell Rivas reminded him that he's a zone corner. He still won't go man one on one with whoever the number one receiver is. He's just out there playing zone corner.
2: But if the system calls for a zone corner, then I mean, you gotta play to your strengths and not not play ego ball either. If he's yep. a, he plus, I've never played I've played football, but not to this level. Dude. Can you imagine these receivers, you think they're all divas or whatever they might be? These are big dudes pretty much punching you in the chest and knocking you out of the way, trying to break your ankles, trying to do all. that wears you down in 60 or 70 snaps in a game if you're playing all the downs.
1: And you have to so ask them just, for permission to hit them.
2: Yeah, and you gotta give them space so they can come up and hit you. Yeah. So and they're blocking and they're doing stuff. There's all sorts of stuff, there, and you're running. So your conditioning. I mean, there's there's a ton of things that, dude. Anybody that criticizes Richard Sherman, try to try to like, um, you know, try to have a pass completed to you with him covering you in that soft zone coverage. See what the hell happens to you. Yeah, I mean, touch the ball and see how he hits you. Try to go up for it.
1: (laughs) I couldn't imagine trying to play defensive back in 2020 because the game is just it just favors wide receivers at this point. There's no way around it. Uh, Let's talk
2: about... I want to say one last thing. If Richard Sherman stunk that bad, wouldn't Aaron Rodgers have picked him apart? Absolutely. Why is he avoiding him all this time? This is the funny part. He avoided him years ago in that game, remember? I talked about it last week. Why is he avoiding him so much? And Devontae Adams, I'm just saying, this this is a... It's just a funny little thing to look at. If he's that bad, why am I throwing to him every time? Yep. Just like when, just like when a corner gets hurt and they bring in that second string guy and they go right for him.
1: Let's talk a little bit about the Packers since they're going home. They're packing things up. Sorry uh, about that. No, you're fine. Uh, Rodgers. The Packers
2: it, thing. I'm sorry about your Packers.
1: You're, no, you're fine. I, I I didn't expect them to win. I predicted that this was going to happen. You know, so I, I I'm totally fine with it. Rodgers and Marino, the only starting quarterbacks in the Super Bowl era whose teams have allowed 35-plus points in a playoff game five times. Thought that was an interesting stat. Packers have 20 players on expiring contracts this season, including Geronimo Allison, Brian Bulaga, Mason Crosby, and Traymond Williams. All names that the Packer Nation holds very, very close to them. As things are predicted right now, you're looking at 32 million in cap space. Plus, we've got Jimmy Graham for 8 million and Lane Taylor at four and a half. But Stevie, I guess the big question is: Is it time to draft the heir apparent? to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers sat for two, three years behind Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers is 36 years old at this point. Isn't it about time that we get the Arab Heron in there?
2: Oh, that's a tough one. History will tend to repeat itself. Maybe not so much like the way Aaron Rodgers would like it either. Can you imagine if he does the same thing to the this guy if they draft a quarterback? That Brett Favre did to him as far as I i don't have to teach him anything. I don't have to do anything. Yeah. It's not my
1: job. Brett, Brett did not feel like that was his job. That was on the coaching staff to teach Aaron Rodgers how to play quarterback, not Brett Favre. He was very much on the record with that.
2: Now, I remember Aaron Rodgers saying that he would have probably gone about it differently. Now we may have a chance to actually see if that is indeed true.
1: And it's hilarious because they're basically the same quarterback. Except Aaron doesn't throw as many picks. He just throws the ball away. Other than yeah. that, they're the same quarterback.
2: Pretty pretty much. But do you think he do you think he has another three, four years left in him? Everybody's playing to forty now.
1: I don't think Aaron Rodgers makes it to forty. I think Aaron Rodgers has got two, maybe three years left.
2: Really? Yeah. Well that's thirty nine. That's still how many a year what's left on his deal?
1: Um find out quick. This is where I plug in the Jeopardy music.
2: <laughs> this was this too this year with the with the Packers. I'm trying to think of the way they were presented on the the, the sports shows with the Talking Heads, but basically they were like the I don't know the best worst team in the playoffs or something. They were they were it was a mystery how they were like 13 and four or 14 and four at the end of this run. It was crazy. I think it was fourteen and four was their final record overall, including the uh, the playoff loss, right?
1: Yep. Yep. So he has twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. Then he has a potential out in twenty twenty two, or he can extend through twenty twenty three.
2: So the option is his to extend till twenty twenty three. Right. So, essentially, he will play until he's 39 if he chooses to do so in Green Bay. Right. It's very interesting. I mean, they have – yeah, they have – Garoppolo has uh, how many years left? Four?
1: Is it four or is it three?
2: Might be three. I think he might be one year shy of Shanahan and uh, Lynch's deal. I'm not sure. But we always look at him, Brady and Rodgers, because they – like Rodgers wanted to be Joe Montana. Rodgers wanted to be, go to the 49ers, and they drafted Alex Smith, correct? Yep. And that's where he sat in a room all throughout the draft. Do you think he would ever want to go back and play for San Francisco if the Jimmy Garoppolo thing goes south?
1: Well, if so, it's going to be sad days in San Francisco because he plays like shit in that stadium. <laughs> that's true. I mean, he is just awful. Anywhere in the state of California, he's awful well maybe that's not a good idea then
2: maybe you should just retire packer that's probably don't go through the Brett Favre thing come around 10 15 years later and you're finally you know or 10 years later and you're finally in the ring of honor there
1: well I tell you what if he wants to go the Brett Favre route you know we'll take Sam Darnold and the Jets can have Aaron Rodgers wow
2: yeah you want Sam Darnold
1: I would take Sam Darnold you betcha. I like that kid.
2: I know, but how soon until he has the football knocked out of him?
1: That's well, what you got to worry about. If he keeps playing for the Jets, I, I assume that it probably won't be for too long. Uh, Jimmy all. Graham is an interesting one. Uh, would you get out from an $8 million contract with Jimmy Graham next season?
2: Uh, how heavy is the tight end, class? Anybody from Iowa coming out of the draft? Not this a season. Tight end?
1: Not this season. Okay.
2: and maybe, maybe you stick with him. Because if you had tight ends coming in the draft, then you'd be like, okay, we can get a tight end. That would be pretty good. Any tight end contracts up?
1: Not, no big ones that I'm aware of. Uh, I think everybody's pretty much locked down. Yeah. Have to, have to yeah, I mean, $8 million for find. Jimmy
2: Graham might not be a bad idea. And just use him. If you get to the goal line defense or a goal line offense, you can use him.
1: He just seems so irrelevant this season. Which is unfortunate because I always thought that, you know, Aaron Rodgers with a good tight end would be magic. But maybe Jimmy Graham's just not that good anymore, or it just doesn't work.
2: Well, here's another thought too. We talk about the tight ends like Kittle who block, Gronkowski blocked. Do you think he's getting worn down blocking for the running game with Aaron Jones? And then when you go to throw to him, it's just like he's he's beat up from that to be able to run his routes.
1: Yeah, because he's not a Gronkowski. He's not a guy who wants to sit and spend time in the trenches. I I've always thought of Jimmy Graham as much more of a receiver tight end than I have a blocking tight end.
2: He's a he's a goal line, goal line jump ball guy. Yep. That's really what he is. Yep. But you got to get to the goal line to get to throw it to him.
1: Yeah. That that, that would certainly help. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about Super Bowl 54 as we wrap things up this week. We'll have a full preview next week here on the show. Uh, Stevie, the opening line, Chiefs by one and a half. Uh, this is one of the closer lines that we have had over the last few years. And with the Chiefs being favored to open this thing up, I expect a lot of money to come in on San Francisco. This thing very well could end up a pick by the time the game finally gets here. At least on paper, it looks like it's going to be the Chiefs offense versus the 49ers defense. And then it's going to come down to... Can San Francisco run the ball like they did against Green Bay or is the Chiefs defense going to shut them down like they did against the Titans?
2: Man, where do we start? If they if they if the Chiefs want to kind of, you know, do some stuff, run, wear down, wear down the defense a little bit, they can do that. But more so you got. Travis Kelsey as a physical tight end, he can match up with anybody there and and beat him up a little bit to catch short range passes. Then you got to worry about it. you got two guys that run four twos, you got one guy. The, the, who's the other guy? Um, Sammy Watkins is not slow. No. So now you're talking about this could potentially be the time that Richard Sherman is exposed.
1: Yeah. Sherman could have a really good game, or Sherman could have a really really bad game.
2: And you don't know where or when Patrick Mahomes hell, he's rolling to the right. He's got to be throwing down the right side of the phone. No, he's throwing sixty yards across the field down. So the second guy to come run a four too
1: behind his back, no look off the uprights into the wide receiver's hand for 85 yards and a touchdown. I mean, just it's Patrick Mahomes like they need to reenact the uh, the uh, Michael Jordan and Larry Bird Big Mac commercial. You remember that from back in the day mm-hmm. when they were shooting hoops? I want to see Patrick Mahomes do that with a wide receiver. That's pretty cool. I think that would be pretty great. cool. Eye. Um, if
2: he if, if they let him take over the game, if they I know that the San Francisco's uh, famous for closing the pocket at the sides. That's usually where he escapes from. Now, I never see him escape forward a whole lot. Have you noticed that about Patrick yep. Mahomes? Yep. That might be their chance.
1: The other thing that's going to be interesting to watch is can San Francisco jump out on Kansas City? Like we have seen the last couple of weeks. The Chiefs have been starting games slow. I don't think that you want to get down seventeen nothing to San Francisco and let that front seven just pin its ears back and come after Mahomes.
2: Well, here's the other thing, too. If they keep running the ball like they've been doing, wear down the defense, and then the Chiefs score quick, and then the defense is back there again. who we're gonna have a problem because then you're talking about possessions. Yep. Then you're talking about a two-minute you – know, well, they've done. They've scored three touchdowns in three minutes, 30 seconds. Say they have a three-minute drive, and San Francisco has a nine-minute drive, and you multiply that, dude, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be ugly real quick on that end too.
1: Yeah, kind of the Titans game plan, you know? Just go out, run Derrick Henry down the field. It was just the Chiefs defense stuffed them. I don't know if they can do yeah. that same thing to San Francisco.
2: Here's the thing, though. It worked for the Eagles. The Chiefs feel disrespected. They feel like underdogs on the defense. They have a point to prove. That's the motivation that they have. And they're tired of being second fiddle to think, oh, we suck. We can't can't stop anybody, so Patrick Mahomes will take care of everything. I think they finally hit their stride, and they also have that chip on their shoulder throughout the playoffs. That could – That could surprise Garoppolo. Or by the way, he was only throwing eight times. So what are you going to do if running every play? And if he does drop back and you hit him two or three times, they might be like, let's let him throw even less. Yep. Good. They stopped Derrick Henry. I have no doubt that they probably could stop Mozart or I don't think Tevin Coleman's going to be available. I'm not sure. I doubt it. He might be on course it is too weak. Hurt his shoulder, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, so two. Well, that's a three-week recovery from the time of injury. So it's I don't know, man. It's the Super Bowl, I'd, dude. Dude, it's the Super Bowl. If my shoulder's broken, my shoulder, I'm getting in there. I mean, I got a whole, so I got a whole few months to recover. I'll get surgery. That's the way I would look at it.
1: Would you, if you had a bad shoulder? You mean to tell me that you wouldn't go out there for a WrestleMania match in front of eighty thousand people and the biggest show of the year? I mean.
2: It depends on if I get my pay before or after.
1: (laughs) Well played, well played.
2: The people don't, dude, dude, I understand the Super Bowl and the championship game, but let's, let's be honest here. What's your bonus for being in the championship game? Yeah. What's your bonus for even just being in the Super Bowl? What's your bonus for winning the Super Bowl? Yeah. It's not even like I'm going to Disneyland and all that shit. It is, it is just money. Uh, Pat McAfee, one quick point. If you think the pro Bowl is bullshit, if you win the pro ball, you get a $30,000 bonus on top of what you're getting paid.
1: Absolutely it's, ridiculous.
2: What I'm just saying, like, I, that's why I don't understand why these guys, like, aren't motivated. Like, the coach, oh, the coach became white noise. i tell you what it does. The green noise is good. I want green noise all the time. Coach can say anything he wants. I don't. Yeah, that's good. I got it. I got the playbook. You can give me the speech. This is the time. And this is our, this is our year. No, 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 no. I got to make this fucking money. That's, that's it. good enough for me. I'm good.
1: One last thing before we wrap up this week's show, our friend Joe Morin over at HTM tech, which you can find at the HTM podcast network, hitting the marks.com. He uh, ran a simulation for us uh, on the, the latest version of Madden top difficulty. Computer Sim, 49ers versus Chiefs. Game ends up 49ers-37, Chiefs-26, which sounds like it could be a pretty legit score. Kansas City, 12 points off field goals. They couldn't finish inside of the red zone. And Patrick Mahomes, zero yards rushing on the game. Stevie, something tells me that this may be the end result, but Patrick Mahomes will have more than zero yards rushing during this game.
2: Yeah, that, that doesn't sound right. I know that's a um, that's a simulation. By the way, I usually, every year, me and my buddy used to have a Super Bowl special in and that and where we would play, actually play the game and stream it. And that was back in the day when you had to, like, string all the RCA cables together with the HPOG HD PVR and much easier now. So... I may do that this year. I got to get mad, and I'm waiting for the price to drop. I'm still playing NFL 2K5. Oh. I should simulate that. NFL 2K5, greatest video game ever. Uh, man, four field goals? I don't know, man. And that's that's probably the, core, zone. the correlation on that is the zero yards rushing by Patrick Bones because he's, he's running the least – he's going to get at least six runs in the game for at least 50 yards. That's my my prediction.
1: Yeah, that sounds pretty fair too. So that's going to wrap things up for this week's show. Thanks for listening, and if you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. Then visit our sponsor over at gold.com backslash horseman and hit them on Twitter at get underscore acre for information on how you can win a free gold bar. Then visit the entire HTM Podcast Network online, hittingthemarks.com. RBV and I will be back tomorrow for an all-new edition of HTM Sports. And then, of course, you can find Stevie and I both at hackerhameen.podbean.com inside the locker room. And tonight, catch Stevie right here at twitch.tv backslash conspiracyhorseman for an all-new episode of The Conspiracy Horseman. Stevie, what's on the topic for the night?
2: I believe we're going to have russian vids back to debate popping right? up because popping on talked talked a little he wasn't there for the episode so i think russian vids is going to come back it's going to be a lot of interesting talk and pretty controversial some of the stuff that russian vids you know subscribes to is is fringe but I, we always believe in talking to anybody and and giving them a platform to to you know showcase their beliefs and back it up with evidence or opinion whatever you choose to do so so and we'll probably end up talking about, um, oh, something else happened. I forget. I'm making the show notes. Everything else is in the and much more category. There you go.
1: There you go. You can find me across all social media platforms at NotJargo. Find him at BWO Stevie. Stevie, is there anything else that you want to plug before we get out of here today?
2: Yeah, actually, I'm going to start. I started beta testing the Retromania wrestling game. And I'm going to upload the, the builds once a week or at least the play test, up once a week to the YouTube channel. So subscribe, search Stevie Richards. Also go to steveyrichardsfitness.com. Choose your program, choose your video. And on the video game front, going back to that, I have officially uh, been booked for PAX East up in Boston, February 27th to March 1st. You can stop by the RetroSoft Studios table and play Retro Mania Wrestling with me.
1: That is awesome. You'll have an absolute blast up there. Uh, I will talk to you tomorrow for HDM Sports. He'll talk to you tonight for Conspiracy Horseman. But for now, we're off like a prom dress. See ya.